When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. One player the Bruins did lock up, Scott, which was, I think it was right after the game, right? Or was it mid-game? Yeah, they, they sent out the press release while we were talking to Jim Montgomery after the game. So Strange timing on that one. Yeah. Dropping in the whatever but uh i guess yeah so they the bruins they they extended zaka for what four years at four and a half is that what it was 4.75 per year okay Okay. so so what are your thoughts on that uh i think it's a good deal i think it makes a lot of sense um you know obviously i think he's been everything they hoped they were getting when they acquired him for for eric halla um you know and eventually they agree he was obviously a restricted free agent at the time they agreed to a one-year deal, which was going to, you know, it was basically like a, all right, let's get him in, see how he fits, he can prove himself. I think they've continued to talk the whole time. I think there's always been interest from both sides in getting something longer term done. And now it does. And I think from both sides, like, Zach is comfortable here. He, you know, was already working out here in the summer, um, knew a bunch of the Bruins from those workouts uh, and has been a good fit on this team. Uh, from the Bruins perspective, they now have seen up close how he plays and how he plays with this team, you know, not just looking at him in New Jersey and how he did there with, you know, a young team that really, you know, not until this year, like really played the right way. Um, but he's been good. You know, he, Leads the team in five on five assists. He's third in five on five points on the team. Uh, yeah, you would like to see some more goal scoring. He has just five so far. Uh, seems just very snakebin. Obviously, missed a pretty much entirely empty net off a rebound chance Saturday night. Um, hit the outside of the post. But I do think that'll come. I, like, I do think he has a good shot. He's. I think he's. Like I said been a bit snake bin and I feel like maybe that's in his head a little bit. Um, but I think that's going to come. His shooting percentage is way below his career average this season. So you, you would expect that to even off at some point. And if you start to add just some goals, just a few more than what he has now to the all around game that he plays, which I think he's, I think he's a very smart player. Um, you know, I asked Bergeron about him and about the extension uh, Saturday night and you know and that like that's the part of his game that Bergeron highlighted was all his details and you know all his two-way play the way he's always in the right spot both offensively and defensively um, obviously all things that we know Bergeron appreciates and takes a lot of pride in 
himself. So I think he he sees some of that in Zaka. And you know, I'm not sitting here saying Zaka is going to be the next Bergeron. I I don't think he is, but he plays that way, and that's obviously the way that the Bruins want to play. And if you're looking down the line at um, you know how he potentially factors into the future center plans, they definitely require that from their centers. Absolutely. And, you know, 25 points in 42 games, you consider the fact that, like you said, he's been snake bitten and he hasn't been in, uh, I guess, a consistent top six role. It's been kind of, you know, here and there throughout the year. Uh, you would imagine that, that that point total could be a little bit more, right? If, if certain things fell different ways. Um, and I, I, I have no. I actually like the deal a lot. I think he's a. I think he's a really, really good player. Really sound, smart player. Good to have on a team that was twenty. He's twenty five or twenty six. So, um, you know, it's interesting that they that they do it now as opposed to uh, waiting until the off season, right? When his contract were to were to expire. But part of me wonders if this is Don Sweeney trying to paint a, a, a more clear narrative. Um, for you know somebody like David Pashnak, who they're still trying to work out a contract with, and it's like, you know, it, it, we talked about this in the past. But if you're if you're Pashnak, you're kind of like, um, I don't know what people are thinking. You're talking about Zaka's contract, but it, it took Brian two seconds to switch it to Pashnak. <laughs> but but um, what, where I'm going with this is like it's more of a team wide outlook. So if you're Pashnak earlier in the year, uh, you're like your concern is well, where where are the where are the Bruins going to be at at center? When, when a couple of key guys go, right? We talked about that at length. But, and the answer was like, we have no idea. But now you sign Zaka, you've extended it for four years. And if Krejci were to retire tomorrow, like you could you could put Zaka in his spot. And and, and he's he's stepped in for Krejci this year when Krejci's been out in his spot. And that line hasn't missed a beat. And that's not to take anything away from Krejci, but Zaka is like, like you mentioned, he's, he's a much more uh, equipped player than someone like Eric Halla just because of the way he plays and his youth and size. So, okay, looking looking further ahead, like Zaka could absolutely be uh, a number two center on a, on a competing playoff team. I have no doubts about that in my mind. Now, if they were to go out at the deadline and, and, and add, and I don't, I'm not going to get too much into it because there's going to be plenty of time to talk about the trade deadline, but I'll just keep it at this. Bo Horvat's name has been mentioned, right? Like the Bruins might be interested in board. This is nothing uh, confirmed. This is like fan speculation, like, would you be interested in somebody like Bo Horvat and extending him? How you get him, that, that's a podcast for a later date. But, like, if you were to get somebody like Bo Horvat, he's 27 years old, uh, and you could extend him. Like, now the Bruins, they're starting to plug and play this centerized position if they were to do that. But you lock up Zaka, that's step one. I mean, right now you have a you have a number two center going forward, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, I think – the showcases or like almost tryouts that Zach has got earlier this year when, um, when Krejci missed a little bit of time due to injury, uh, were, were pretty impressive. In fact, you know, at that point, cause I think Krejci is playing better now. I think, you know, got off to a little bit of a slow start this year at times. Like it, it honestly looks better with Zaka there. Um, and the results bore that out. Now, I wouldn't say that now. Like I said, I think Krejci's game is rounded into form and you're, you know, seeing him be a legitimate number two center for the most part, still some quiet games here and there. 
um, but looking better than he did early on. But yeah, I think that was pretty telling. And and look, it was between it was him centering Hall and Pasternak, but it's like, hey, that might be the you know that might be a line going forward. Like that's you know, Marshan still has a few more years. Debrusque is obviously still around, so your top six wingers are locked in for a bit. So Zaka absolutely could end up, no matter what, if he's in that number two center spot, he's going to have good wingers. Um, and I think, you know, to your point about Pasternak, like, one, I I think he, he likes Zaka. They had played together um, internationally growing up, I think on, like, U18s or, or maybe even World Juniors. But, um, you know, obviously both from Czechia, like, a little bit of a connection there. So I think that might, that might help. Like, like you said, like Paz not going to at least look now and be like, okay, that's one of the top two centers. That's, you know, that's one guy I can potentially play with. Um, and then, yeah, obviously you still have to figure out the number one center. Cause I don't, even though I think Zach still has some upside and room to grow. I don't think he's ever going to be a legitimate number one center, uh, you know, at least on like a, cup contending team i think that'd be a big ask but number two center yeah i think he can fit there and if you have that guy at 4.75 that's it's a pretty good number for a number two center now you know yes you have to have him like he's not he's not like a maybe like a john Tavares caliber number two center i don't see him being that but you're gonna have him surrounded with really good wings so he doesn't need to be that. Um, so I think that's crucial. And that, like, like you said, I just think it, it helps paint a clearer picture going forward. And, you know, I mentioned this last podcast, but like, there's no guarantee that, you know, one, one of Bergeron and Krejci isn't back next year. Like, right. you know, it's not, it's not locked in that they're both retiring. Um, in particular, you look at the level that Bergeron's playing at. It's, Obviously, he definitely could continue to do it. It's just whether or not he wants to. So, um, you know, even if it's one of them retires, and I, I'd say, you know, just gut feeling is Krejci would probably be the more likely one to retire. But uh, you would feel really good about that team if you went into next season with a top six of however you want to line it up. Marshan Bergeron, DeBrusque, Hall, Zaka, Pasternak. Yeah, and that, and that's that's if they don't somehow land some sort of fish at the deadline that they actually find a way to extend, right? More than a rental. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, obviously the possibility is there that Bergeron comes back and uh, short of winning a Stanley Cup, I mean, like like you said, I kind of think he, he would, but you never know. And and Krejci, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I, my, I feel the same way. I think, I think regardless, this could be it for Krejci. Um, and I think that's why they did this. One of the reasons why they did this. So it's a good signing. Uh, why put off till tomorrow what you can do today? And, um, you know, the, the Bruins, the front office has some decisions to make this offseason. There's some guys that – there's a lot of guys I think I feel like that their their deals are coming to an end, whether they're RFAs or UFAs. Um, obviously, we've talked about the, the main one in, in Pasternak, but there's, others, there's other guys too that help fill out this roster that they have to decide on. So if they can do that, you know, along the way here and there, um, makes their life a little bit more easy come come summertime. But – uh, for now, Zaka is is in Boston to stay for for four years. Scott, we are forty minutes in. 
Was there anything you wanted to discuss league-wide, Bruins-related? Uh, they have a quick turnaround tomorrow, um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and it's the 1 o'clock matinee against the Flyers. Um, John Tortorella actually has the Flyers playing pretty well right now. Uh, and then beyond that, they play the uh, Islanders and the Rangers, I believe, out in uh, New York. So um, the week the week keeps going on for the Bruins here. Yeah, and by the way, Monday will be David Krejci's 1,000th career game. Uh, so, you know, milestone day. Um, I believe he will be the seventh Bruin in team history to play a thousand games with the team. So, uh, you know, pretty elite company there and obviously, a, you know, pretty special accomplishment for him. I liked Marshan's comment. Didn't, didn't he make some jokes last <laughs> yeah. night? Do something, something like, I feel like, didn't he do that like what, five years ago or something? Or what, what yeah, I think he said 10 years ago. Yeah. That's um, the oldest guy to ever hit a thousand games, he said. Yeah, that reminded me of uh, at the at the Winter Classic when they were wearing throwback Red Sox uniforms. Felino made a comment. He was like, "I told I told Bergie and Kretsch these are the uniforms that the Red Sox wore when they started in Boston." <laughs> yeah, these these guys. Yeah, Krejci also made fun of Bergeron too when they when they debuted the uh, Winter Classic jersey itself like a, a month or two ago, and he was like. Uh, like oh that's that's Berkey's first jersey when he when he debuted. <laughs> so these guys these guys are uh, they're obviously it just shows how close they are. I mean they're making fun of each other uh, like brothers do. Um, Did you see the uh, the behind the B clip of Kretchy's goal in Anaheim last week? Um, belly. Yeah. So he scored. You know. So it's like the pass from Pasenak down low and Kretchy just kind of quick snapshot finish top shelf. Um, you know, really nice finish and. He gets back to the bench, and Montgomery said something along the lines of, like, I didn't know you had that shot, and or you could do that or whatever. And Krejci goes, I can do anything. Yeah. And then Chris Kelly's like, yeah, except smile. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Which, uh, which is great coming from Chris Kelly, who also oh, yeah. never smiles. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, look, I mean, that's that's another thing, too, like how close this team is. I mean. You forget. It's like, yeah, the locker room, the players themselves are incredibly close. But when you're talking about a team whose assistant coach won a Stanley Cup with players that are still on the bench, like just the entire unit between the coaching staff and the players is very cohesive. And, you know, obviously Chris Kelly was there last year too, but um, it's just, it's always, it's always a mind F to me. Like, uh, like to see Chris Kelly on the bench because like I I have very vivid memories like it was yesterday of like him scoring against Montreal and like being you know being a really good third line player on a team where Martian and Bergeron were above him in the depth chart. It's I always find that interesting. Like when you have it's not often right, but you have a player who is a third line player is now coaching like the first line players that were there when he was like it's just kind of a funny dynamic. But also like I saw a video of of, um, of the Winter Classic and I saw like a video of like Tuka Rask and. And uh, Adam McQuaid going up to you know the, the spectator area, and they were they were dressed to the nines like they were going to work, and it's just like I don't know what Tuka's necessarily doing. I don't know if he's helping with Bob Vicenza or anything behind the scenes, or if he's just chilling. But Adam McQuaid obviously works with the Bruins. I think he's in player development. So yeah. you know this Bruin. When people talk about the Bruins culture, it's just like yeah, it's on the ice, but you have winning guys all around the team. Um, which is very imperative, and you kind of see it see it night in night out. So, um, and obviously Jim Montgomery is a you know 
he's been a welcome addition. He's he's pretty funny too. I know we, we've joked a lot about him in the past with the dragons and the numbers, and but he he's a funny guy. Um, so I'm I'm glad to see him 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 doing well. Um, it's a great great story for him to turn around, turn his career around too. So um, yeah. But if there's anything else, Scott, I, I'm all set. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to cover. No, I think I'm all set. Okay, so like I mentioned, the Bruins play the Flyers one o'clock tomorrow, um, Monday at the Garden. And do we plan on recording after that, Scott? Or, or yeah, I think we'll probably record Monday night. So t- Tuesday morning should be in everyone's feed. Okay, and then we'll talk about the uh, Islanders and Rangers game. Those are going to be two tough games too. So. Um, a lot of Bruins action this week and uh, we'll be here to talk about it so thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon